Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and you've got a tremendous hour for you. We're going to be joined in 15 minutes by Justin Perry of Shock Quality Bets. We're going to be taking a look at some college basketball with him. He also does some NFL, so we're going to be diving in to both of those sports as well. We're going to be taking a look at some plays with him, but over there at Shock Quality Bets, they really do a good job of looking at some advanced analytics and something that you're going to find first. We're about five, six, seven games in the season for a lot of these teams. You've got some teams that they've got demonstratively good three-point shooting percentages. They've got demonstratively bad three-point percentages. I'm going to ask him how he sort of finds that balance, and then we'll dive into some games for this Wednesday. And I'll be hitting upon a few games for this Wednesday here right now as well, as we've got a really good card. There's right around 72, 73 or so games. Unfortunately, if you're looking to bet Cal Poly versus Pepperdine, I would say you should probably be looking elsewhere because that is a game that has been postponed, unfortunately. I don't know why it got postponed, by the way, but that said, the game got postponed, so we shall see what is happening there in when they actually hit the floor, but we do have this game up, 689, 690 on the board. We go to the state of Texas where you've got TCU playing against Providence. Providence opened up a 7.5-point underdog. This is down to in a lot of spots between six and a half and seven. I'm right now seeing a seven out there at DraftKings and your total on this game in between 135 and a half and 136. And I do agree with the move. I set TCU as a five and a half point favorite. Now with TCU, you want to note that they've got their full allotment of pieces back in the fold as Mike Miles was dealing with a little bit of a 
injury. He was able to return for the Emerald Coast Classic. That's where TCU was able to get that outright win against Iowa. Looked very solid in that game. And now they've got Damian Baugh back in fold. And that is something to sneeze at. Damian Baugh, he was really one of the main facilitators for this TCU team a season ago. He helps give this offense a little bit of flow. Got to be wondering how this team is going to be looking with them in the full versus without because with TCU, even when he was playing for them last season, this was not a good three-point shooting team. We're going to call it what it is. TCU, they were in the bottom 35 last season in terms of three-point shooting percentage. Are they better than 25.6% like we're seeing right now? Yes, they are. Are they a whole heck of a lot better? I really say no, but... What you also have with the CCU team is a team that really does a good job of rebounding by committee. Each of your top five scores give you at least 3.8 rebounds per game, and there's a lot of interchangeable parts like Jacoby Coles, Micah Peavy, Rondell Walker, all these guys are going to give you like seven, in the case of PV, nine and a half points per game. They're going to give you a few boards. They're going to help you out with regards to facilitation, as that's what Shahada Wells was able to do quite a bit of as well. So now Wells can play a little bit more off the ball as well. But for Providence, they've got a guy in Bryce Hopkins who I really like. He's been the team's top scorer thus far this season, right around 15 or so points per game. You may recognize the name from his time at Kentucky as well. He was playing for the Wildcats a season ago, just really couldn't get in off the bench, so he decided to go elsewhere, and he has become a shining star. He's a former top 75 recruit, really showing off that talent. And for Providence, as we know, they've been the beneficiaries of variance in recent years, to say the least, late in games. It always feels like when a game comes down to the final possession, it goes away of Providence. Aside from that game against St. Louis about two weeks ago, that's like really the only one possession game that hasn't gone Providence's way since dinosaurs roamed the earth. So it's been fascinating to take a look there, but Ed Crosswell along with Clifton Moore been able to do a solid job down low. Crosswell a little bit more of a rebounder, 11.5 points, 7.5 rebounds. Moore is more of the... Guy that does a good job of being able to clean things up in terms of the painted area with a little bit over two blocks per contest. Providence shooting about 35% from three, but got Jared Bynum, who last season shot over 40% from three. He's shooting 18% from three. I was saying it all last year. He's not as good as the north of 40% three-point shooting that he displayed. It's also not as bad as the 18% and he's got right now. And what he's done a great job of as well. 5.4 assists to 1.1 turnovers per game. You've got great efficiency there. I think that Providence is going to be able to hold in this game. TCU, just an absolute juggernaut on defense. A team that on offense leaves a little bit of something to be desired. And Providence has never been a team to run it and gun it either. I set my total at 133.5. I'm thinking that we're probably going to be getting a little bit of a late game felling in this spot. So here at a 6.5 to a 7, I'm going to be willing to take the points. And with this total... And around 135, 135 and a half. This is also a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the under. Big question with this team is, is this a buy point on them after they have been, well, we're going to call it it is relatively awful as this Big East versus Big 12 challenge, by the way, I do think it is pretty solid. We go to 691, 692 on the betting board. It is Texas Tech. They play us to Georgetown. The Hoyas are a 17 to a 17 and a half point underdog in your total on this game is between 137 and 137 and a half. Georgetown, when they go to a sub shop, insert your name here. I don't want to give any promotions, but with that said, when they go there, they order off the kids' meal because they can only finish half of their sandwich. By that, I mean Georgetown, in every single game, they play one really, really good half, and they play one complete turd. I mean, I have no idea how this works, but Georgetown, for one half, they look like a top 25 team. 
They're hitting threes. They're running really good offense. And then in the, the next half, they forget how to play basketball. Sometimes it's the first half that's really bad, and then they pick it up in the second half. Sometimes it's the first half that is really good, and then they completely fade into the abyss in half number two. But Georgetown has a really good live betting angle in that Whatever you see from the first half, bet on the absolute opposite because that's what seems to happen with this Georgetown Hoyas team. Because with the Hoyas, if you look at their numbers, they've actually done a relatively solid job. A cook, a cook. He's able to give you two and a half blocks. He's able to bury some threes. Primo Spears, who comes in from Duquesne, 15 and a half points per game. Solid three-point shooter. Whenever you've been able to have out there Jay Heath, he's been a double-figure scorer. This is a Georgetown team that they've got some explosive athletes. They don't necessarily turn the ball over a whole heck of a lot, but... When they do turn the ball over, it's at the absolute worst spots humanly possible. So it's so interesting to take a look at this team, to say the least. And for Texas Tech, they're going to be without Fardos Amick. He has been out for quite a while, and he's going to be for a while longer. But with Texas Tech, what this team does is they completely stifle you on defense. I recognize that Louisville stinks. We all know this at this point. But in that game against Louisville that they played last week, they held Louisville to two points in 13 and a half minutes of gameplay. I mean, that is in Maui where literally all you need to do is get the ball remotely close to the rim and it's going to go in with those friendly bounces. And they still were able to do a great job of holding up on that front. So I do like what I'm seeing from this Texas Tech team. You've got good versatility. You're able to get right around seven and a half rebounds per game out of Daniel Bacho, more of the guy that is able to provide that versatility. And Kevin O'Banner, he's been leading the way, 13 points, six boards. He's able to pop a few threes. You bring in something like a Davion Harmon who's been able to give you 10 points per game, a little bit of facilitation. And if you're able to get some of these three-point shooters online, because that's really been a big issue for Texas Tech, I think that you're looking at something. But I do fear that with Georgetown, they're actually going to be able to hit a couple of shots on a Texas Tech team that they're in a little bit of transition in regards to the backcourt. You would like to see Kerwin Walton do a little bit of a better job in terms of being able to make some threes. He's been... Pretty ice cold ever since the beginning of last season while he was still at North Carolina. But I do think that for Georgetown, they are going to be giving up some easy looks. But I do think that they themselves are going to be able to do an okay job on the glass with Kudaswab. I was mentioning a cook, a cook, the way that he's able to box some shots. So I'm willing to take 17 or more with Georgetown. It's a plug and play in that I'm going to be plugging my nose. And I certainly do think that Georgetown is probably going to, once again, have one good half and one bad half. But... I think that that one good half will be enough to be able to get them to cover 6, 17 or more. I set my number at 16 and a half, so I'm willing to dive in here. And with Texas Tech, they've been a little bit cold from three-point range. I do think that that variance is going to be working to the positive for them. They're facing off against the Georgetown team that they'd like to really push a tempo on Texas Tech. It's not that they necessarily play slow. They're just really good on defense, but I do think that Georgetown is going to find a way to be able to knock down some shots. So I'm taking a look at this total over. Set mine more around a 142, and with Texas Tech made them a 16.5 point favorite, so we'll take 17 or more here. Now let's head out to the great state of Nebraska. This is for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. 717-718 on the board. It is the Cornhuskers of Nebraska playing us at Boston College, and Boston College are seeing them now as high as a 6.5 point underdog. Here at Circa DraftKings, I'm seeing with a low number in the market at 5.5. Total on this game is between 131 and 132. And I really like what I've seen out of Derek Walker in two games at Nebraska. He's been averaging a double-double. He was injured to begin the season, so this is big for them. And they do now have Jawan Gray down low. He comes in from Alabama right around six boards per game. So these are guys that are able to help you out. C.J. Wilcher, Sam Griesel. They're able to combine for about 22 points per game. 
You've got someone in Wiltshire who's shooting well above 35% from three-point range, but I think this is a five-point on Boston College. Boston College has been dealing with some injuries of their own. Demir Langford has been dealing with those injuries, and I don't think that people are talking enough about the injury that we saw to Quentin Post. He was one of their better, well, Post players who was able to do a solid job last season of being able to pull in their rebounds, big seven-foot body, and was able to help the team out. But I do think that things are going to be going in the positive direction for Boston College. You're going up against a Nebraska team that really can't generate a lot of turnovers, and that's been a big Achilles heel for them. And when it comes to this Boston College team, you got Makai Ashton Langford along with Jaden Zachary. These are two guys that are combining the average about 24 points per contest. They give you about five assists, three steals per game. Zachary is someone that shot last season over 40% from three-point range, and I do think that that is going to be going a little bit more northward for this team. Someone like a Mason Madison has been able to do a nice job, giving the team seven points, a few rebounds. He's able to bury some threes. And with Nebraska, you really don't have a lot of outside shooting. Emmanuel Vandemel is someone that I like. He came in from SMU, double-figure scorer for the team, who's been able to do a solid job whenever he's been out there with right around 10 points, six rebounds per contest. But with this Nebraska team, they're still one of the lesser teams in all of college basketball. They benefited from opponents against them shooting. I'm not even kidding here. 56% at the free throw line. That is going to be going northward, even with Boston College. They're going to be able to send that northward. I'm willing to take the points with Boston College. I think that this number has went a little bit too lofty. Did set my total at a 132 as well, so going over. And the college basketball conversation continues on the flip side. Justin Perry, who does great work at Chalk Quality Bets, is going to be joining me. and going to be talking about some of the games for Wednesday and just... What to make out of the variance of college basketball next. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my game. game. Oh, <laughs> 
Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV, and you're also able to get in with Guinness because Guinness does an absolutely amazing job of getting you guys all covered with so much more. You're able to compete for free for a share of $55,000 in two different ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools and then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV. Like cable, only better terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply to DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by our guests as Justin Perry. He does amazing work over there at Shot Quality Bets. He is joining me right now as it is just such a great time of year, Justin. Volatility and all, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hey, Greg. Yes. Here. Uh, looking forward to just chatting a little bit about college basketball, what we got going on right now with a crazy start to the season, of course. Maybe bringing in a little bit of what shock quality does to try to see through some of the noise. I know we've all had a couple of bad beats in the last couple of days. Yep. And that's what I want to lead off with. What do you make out of these teams that you see them shooting a ridiculously high slash low percentage? And how do you sort of vary that out? Because you're going to notice a team like, for instance, Virginia coming into tonight against Michigan. I think that they're a prime example. They're shooting like 44, 45% from three point range. Because you got to figure that at the end of the year, they're not going to shoot 44 to 45% from three-point range. 
At the same time, I think that it would be unwise to bank on like a two of 18 cooler in their next game as well. How do you just try to be able to sort of find that middle ground? Because I think that that's so important, knowing that Virginia is not going to keep that up. At the same time, banking on a two of 18 would be unwise as well. Yeah, it's not exactly easy to put your foot down in the perfect spot uh, when you're evaluating what's really happening, the looks that teams are getting. Uh, for me, it's really about trying to understand if the offenses are actually generating good quality looks, if these threes that they're taking are just like the hoist up shots with a hand in the face, or if they're really actually developing space on the court to be able to find a good catch and shoot or open look, maybe off of like a pick and pop type of action. And each team kind of attacks threes differently. And we're seeing so much variability in the game of college basketball because of how widely used three point line is now. So it's, it's definitely not easy. Um, to maybe figure out exactly where to stand in understanding this stuff. But I lean definitely towards expecting things to come towards that normal 35% three-point shooting uh, when you maybe try to evaluate a game looking backwards. Yep, absolutely. I don't think that you want to take the absolute extreme being like, all right, this is a night that they're going two of 20 from three-point range. And at the same time, like we were talking about, you don't want to be taking a look at that as well. And what have you been making out of a lot of end of game situations? Because I'm not sure about you, but it feels like every single time you lay like six, eight points with the team, they're up, let's call it 14, 15 points. Something like the Iowa versus Clemson game. I wonder who was on that. Michigan State versus Portland. I wonder who was on that. It feels like every single time you've got that nice lead with a mid-sized favorite there's a team that makes a run. You win by like one or two. So you're laying six, you're laying seven, something of that nature. It doesn't come through. And then whenever you take the underdog, they're down 14 points. You're getting like six, eight. You know that that run is not coming. How do you right. just manage that? Because it feels like it is something that is a bane of the existence of many college basketball betters. And I'm sure that you could tell right now, I've got a little bit of experience. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, you know, I'm I'm currently hitting around 51, 52%, basically paying to play on the season to start because of what feels like almost every single time I go out, I'm hitting that same phenomenon. Yep. And and it's not easy, right? You got to just sort of stick with it, expect that you're going to get your wins in the long term, uh, probably taking some early losses, trying to manage preseason priors versus what's going on this year on the court. Uh, but, you know, again, I don't really try to quantify my, I guess, uh, past betting in terms of if I'm being accurate based on how things went. You know, I try to make my plays based on if I like how things look ahead of the game. And oftentimes I make sure to make, you know, when a bet's all finished, right? And depend regardless of the result, I want to still like my play based on what I saw before the game, right? And and you shouldn't be making bets that are going to change if if a game goes badly. Uh, you shouldn't be upset. You should say, okay, I still knew my position. I knew how I felt going into a game and I'm still here making that call. Okay. I thought Virginia was going to shoot better from three tonight. They just didn't. And so maybe it helps to understand why we lost our bet. And that's why we use things like shot quality. It's why we look at box scores. It's why we watch the game. Uh, but you know, in terms of how many bad beats have been coming down the line, you just kind of got to live with the punches at the end of the day. It stinks, but they'll come back around. They always do. Yep, they always do. I think that that is so well put. And in terms of this, I know you guys over there at Shock Quality Bets, 
you gauge some of these teams that have been having really, really good and really, really bad variants. In terms of the first, we're going to call it three plus weeks of the season. Have there been a few teams that really stood out to you that you're like, man, uh, the numbers, they are not bearing out. Have they been able to perform? Congratulations on going six of one, six and oh, something of that nature, but they should not be getting to the window as much as they are and vice versa. Teams that are playing really well and they're just coming up snake eyes in regards to the results. Yeah, so, you know, Shock Quality has a really cool metric that we've developed called Record Luck, where we go through each game and compile, of course, a regular win percentage versus the Shock Quality win percentage on each game and try to understand, like, how lucky a team is getting based off of the discrepancy between those percentages. So the leader on Shock Quality through three weeks right now in negative Record Luck, meaning that, you know, they probably have a 6-0 and record. In this case, it's Arizona, who has the 6-0 and record and Shock Quality predi predicts should have something about a four and two record, uh, maybe getting a little bit lucky in some of those games that they played. I can actually dig a little bit deeper here. And it's yeah, you know, game. <laughs> right. yeah, no, you're, you're totally correct. We had that rated as a 26% win chance for Arizona. They walked away with the dub. Same thing, Utah Tech, even we had as a one point shot quality loss based on shots taken. And that was a massive drubbing. So Arizona definitely getting some shots to go, shooting very well. I'd imagine their percents look very nice. Yeah, a lot of their offensive percentages are very high. Post-up percentage shooting 69% of the post. Shot quality rates it at a 48%. So they might be due for some regression, but they're doing very well, uh, you know, and and we see maybe a little bit of a hole in in that execution. Maybe some you know, actual regression coming soon. Some other teams that jump off the page for me personally, Drake's been maybe overperforming. They're playing on Thursday. It's a game I'm looking at maybe fading them in. Uh, Utah State doing very well, maybe getting a little lucky. Some bigger teams on the list. There's a negative record luck for Purdue. Everyone's talking about them. Uh, you know, obviously Zach Eady is maybe the player of the year so far right now, uh, but they could be due for some regression themselves. It's a, it's a lot of fun looking at this data oh it certainly is and it's always a little bit frustrating but at the same time I do think that it is very beneficial as well and it's going to be a case in which Arizona's next game is going to be in conference play against Utah which I always think that that's fascinating as well but in terms of what we're going to be getting on the college basketball slate for this for this Wednesday I'm fascinated by this game it's North Carolina and Indiana and Literally, when you came on, we've actually seen a big, giant steam move. When I was breaking down this game an hour ago, we were finding North Carolina as a six-and-a-half-point underdog. This has come down to five. What have you made out of North Carolina's start? Because they're a team that I take a look at. They're shooting 30.8% from three, and I don't think that North Carolina was was as good as their national championship run last season. They had some very good luck in the tournament. But I also take a look at this team, and I don't think that they're as bad as a team that is shooting 30.8% from three as well. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's definitely somewhere in the middle of those rather wide goalposts. Um, I think that what we're seeing with UNC was definitely too much value. I snagged the plus six and a half line about an hour, hour and a half ago. Uh, always glad to see a little bit of closing line value go your way. It's about the best quantification we have uh, in, in this game that we play against, you know, 70 plus 140 plus lines. If you play totals, uh, just moving all at once. So uh, look, I think that this is a pretty interesting game. 
for this North Carolina team facing up against an Indiana squad. Uh, shot quality projects this game as a dead tie, 74-74. Indiana, of course, with that 6-0 record. They are the top team in our rankings in terms of efficiency attacking the rim. So if you believe that's how this game is going to go, and, and maybe you think, oh, uh, North Carolina isn't going to be able to defend the rim very well, maybe Baycott uh, really can't. Uh, you know, face up that well against Johnny Davis, it's going to be uh, Indiana. Or, or maybe you think that the shooting that is coming from Love is really going to be there for North Carolina, who has been getting to the free throw line a lot, isn't really committing a lot of offensive turnovers, and is getting good shots attacking the rim themselves. It, this is going to be, obviously, the game of the day. I think you want the points in that scenario. Getting plus two baskets at six and a half was definitely a bit too much value for this market, and we've seen it react Clearly, uh, I, I think I probably hesitate a little at the five, but still lean North Carolina. Yeah, but I think that five is pretty much the max I'd be willing to take myself, but I am right there with you. And coming up on the flip side, we're going to be rejoined by Justin Perry. He does amazing work at Chalk Quality Bets. We're going to be talking a little NFL and we'll try to squeeze in a few college basketball plays as well. Next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Cyber Monday deal has been extended. Sign up today to become a VSIN Pro subscriber and you'll get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, a deep dive with daily betting reports, plus our upcoming college and Super Bowl betting guides. You've got for VEASAN Pro annual subscribers as well, a $30 credit to the VEASAN store, which you know, we get sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear over there. Hurry up because this is a limited time offer that is not going to be lasting long. So head on over to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get the perfect sports betting holiday gift as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Being rejoined by Justin Perry, does great work over there at Shot Quality Bets. And Justin, let's take a look at some plays here. We're going to start with some NFL because while you do a great job in the MLB, you do a great job in terms of college basketball, you also do some NFL as well. And this is a game that I'm just a little bit befuddled by. It's the Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams. The Rams are a home underdog of 7.5 points after winning the Super Bowl last season. And the Seattle Seahawks... They were in the top five in terms of odds. They have the worst record in the NFL, and yet here we are with the Seahawks being the seven-and-a-half-point road favorite. What do you make out of this game, and what are you playing? Because with the Rams, just completely bereft of talent. actually like the effort that they showed against the Kansas City Chiefs, just a team that, well, they don't have a lot of talent right now. Yeah, you know, I'm a little bit worried about the Rams in this game, similarly to how I was with the Chiefs and seeing the line come in just so drastically different. And look, I know the Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs, but let's not, you know, pretend that Geno Smith isn't, you know, making that call, calling back, whatever you want to say out there. This team is moving the ball well. Kenneth Walker is just such a force on the ground, opens up this passing game so well. Uh, both Lockett and DK Metcalf are playing very well. They're even getting Noah Fant involved a little bit. And he hasn't become super viable. But the fact of the matter is that the Seattle offense is clicking. And I do not trust the Rams offense at all. I think that 
Seahawks can get this done, especially with the Rams not exactly being well known for having much of a home crowd. So I think that we're going to see the 12th man maybe show up in this West Coast showdown. I like the Seahawks to get it done by more than a touchdown. Seven and a half, I think, is still going to end up being a little bit too small. I'm going to lay it and uh, see how it goes with that high flying offense. Yep, I do think that this is one of very much fascination because with the Seattle Seahawks, well, they've been one of the biggest surprise teams out in the NFL. So we shall see if they're going to be able to continue on with that. And then let's take a look at the Colts versus the Cowboys because with the Colts, well, Jeff Saturday clearly wasn't Jeff Monday yesterday. He decided, you know what? If I keep these two timeouts, maybe I'll be able to use them against the Cowboys. Unfortunately, this is not a case where you get like a rollover minutes or something like that. For those of you guys that used to have phone minute plans and everything like that, there's no rollover with your timeouts. They're just gone. They're gone in the abyss. And right now with the Dallas Cowboys, they find themselves as a sizable favor with a total of right around 43, 43 and a half. Just such an intriguing circumstance because with the Cowboys, really like what I'm seeing on them. And I don't know why this game didn't get flexed out of Sunday Night Football because the Cowboys are an 11 point favorite. But that said, where do you stand in terms of this game? Because with the Colts, Matt Ryan clearly looks a little bit washed, but this Dallas Cowboys team, they are now really starting to fire on all cylinders on offense. Yeah, yeah. I think this really, to me, comes down to the offense that we're going to see in this game. I really like the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm a little bit worried to lay the 11. It kind of has this, uh, I guess, uh, feel of a potential backdoor for the Colts. We saw them, you know, get a little bit of a late flurry against the Steelers, and I'm not going to compare those two teams. They are pretty different, but it's not like the Steelers are the worst defense in the league. I, I do think that the Colts should be able to get some points of their own, and I do think the Cowboys probably get it done and get past their expected total as well. So I like the over here. I think the over at you know in Dallas has historically done quite well. It is a a high scoring environment. You know the the turf makes it pretty easy. We've seen a lot of overs there historically. It's been something that's treated me well in my gambling career. And I do think that the Colts will find a way to get some offense. They still have some very nice offensive pieces in Pittman who we saw grab a touchdown. And of course, uh, Taylor, you know, the offensive line isn't really allowing him to be the stud. We know he can be, but they still have, you know, potent options. So I like the over. I'm not really going to touch the spread. I lean Cowboys. So I guess I'd probably take the Cowboys team total over if I wanted to get into like the the correlated play there as well but i'm taking the over the 43 and a half looks a little low to me i think the colts will get it there and the cowboys do their job too yep and with the cowboys they've been able to do a great job on defense but at the same time that offense really starting to come alive especially with pollard seeing more carries i think that that is so big for them because that guy he is a stud and with regards to stud college basketball picks well, let's take a look at a few of these for wednesday as well because you don't have any NFL games until Thursday, but we've got plenty of college basketball for Wednesday, and we go out to the great state of North Carolina. We already touched upon the Tar Heels, who are going to be out of state. These two teams will be in-state. North Carolina A&T, the old Aggies, taking on the UNC Greensboro Spartans, and with the UNC Greensboro, they're between a 5- and a 6-point favorite. At more like a 6 or so, I'd be a little bit hesitant about UNC Greensboro, but I'm now seeing that 5 at DraftKings. That has me in on that. They give up a lot from three-point range, but at the same time, this North Carolina A&T team, they really can't bomb it from three-point range. So I think that this is a good matchup for them, and I think that this is going to be a UNC Greensboro team that they just really grind this one out with Mike Jones, who Mike Jones doing a good job of just making this game very, very slow and yucky. Oh, man, I appreciate that reference a yes. lot. You know, I'm 
my favorite. <laughs> getting getting close to my 30th birthday here, so I am from that era. But nonetheless, I'm I'm on the uh, Greensboro side of things here. I laid the six. I obviously the five is a lot better if you can get it. Uh, and I'll tell you why. So I just think that Greensboro might be in a little bit of a different tier here than their, uh, you know, local other team here in the same area. Like this is a home game for A&T, but it's in Greensboro and Greensboro is the bigger school. I think they might even have some fans. This is going to be a contested uh, game. This isn't going to be just a walk into some enemy court gym. So I don't love the, you know, the, the home court advantage being given against them here. Um, or maybe I have that wrong, but regardless, the, the, the big thing here for me is that I feel like Greensboro is a tier up on this a and team. I could see them really just handing it to them, uh, wanting to prove that they're the stronger, you know, in-state Greensboro school and, and just beating them down. Six probably won't be enough. I I'm pretty confident on that one. Uh, I do have a bunch more up on my Twitter. You can go check those out. I have about 10 plays already, but the other one, I don't know if you want to dive into it, Greg, uh, the other play that I have is on the uh, St. Joe's game, which I think is a pretty interesting battle over in Philly. Absolutely, because we're seeing this line move right now. We saw Penn open up as a five-point favorite, and at five, I thought, you know what? You got a little bit of value here with Penn. Now that it's getting up to six, and if my guess is correct, it's probably going to climb up even more. I think the value with Penn is gone, and I think the real handicap here is Jordan Dingle. What do you expect out of him? Because he's by far the best scorer in this game, and Penn comes and goes with him. This is a Penn team that can be very volatile with the way that they just chuck up threes, and they're, with their rebounding, they had someone by the name of Max Lucera, I believe it is. He was getting a bunch of rebounds at the beginning of the year, and they've gone completely away with from him, and I have no idea why, because he was performing really well. So, very interesting spot against the St. Joe's team that hasn't played a lot of games this year. No, they really haven't. This is only going to be their sixth game of the year. They've had a little bit of a break. They haven't even played in over a week since they last saw South Florida. But I really think this is a, another one of these situational games. This is a, that uh, the Philly Five Classic. Yes. I, I, yeah, this is going to be an exciting one. These Philly teams, man, there's something about it. And I think we saw a little bit of it when we when Temple and Villanova matched up earlier this year. There is just some some beautiful contempt here. Uh, these guys want to play a tough game of basketball. And, and when this kind of happens, I get into this old style of handicapping, like uh, viewpoint of, you know, playing for wanting to win. Right. And so I have a little bit of a concern that these teams are out there to win this game. It's not going to be, oh, can we get it to five? Can, is it going to be a big win? Are we going to blow them out? No, they want to go in there and show who's going to be the better team, who's coming away with the win. So I have this handicapped a little bit closer to two, two and a half points. I'm taking the five with St. Joe's. If it's getting to six, I like it even more. Both my plays getting moved against. But you want to know what, Greg, with how the market's been, that doesn't scare <laughs> me like it does sometimes, right? Like we, we see so many occurrences, especially maybe later in the year as the market gets sharper, the volume gets a little bit heavier, where when you lose points, it's a little bit of a bad omen. But these days I'm like, bring it on market. I know better anyway. And usually I, you know, sprinkle a little extra on the nicer line and it tends to pay off. So look, I, I really think that Penn is a little bit overhyped here. Dingle's great, but uh, give me St. Joe's and the points in a battle for Philly. And we've got about 30 seconds left for this one. This Wyoming line has moved from Wyoming being a two and a half point underdog to a seven against Santa Clara. I think that this is way too much of a line move. Do you agree with me on this? Because this is just insane. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to take the points on Wyoming. I don't even think this is in Santa Clara's gym. Honestly, no, it's I in think... Salt Lake city, Utah, <laughs> right? 
So I don't really know what's going on here. I like Wyoming, especially in that scenario. I think that you can feel pretty good laying more than two buckets here. Santa Clara has a little bit maybe of that reputational uh, bias that we're still seeing on some teams that performed really, really strongly last season, but maybe haven't had that same start this season. So, uh, yeah, I would I would take the points. It's going to be a good day of basketball. And I always, I'll always take you as a guest, Justin. Always do appreciate Justin Perry of Shot, Shot Quality Bets does amazing work. And we tie a bow around this show next with my DK Nation pick on the hardwood here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the World Cup in full swing. Now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day to get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest lines, odds, and boosts to create a perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game. It's the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. A big thanks to Justin Perry of Shock Quality Bets. He joined me in the last segment, taking a look at few NFL plays for this week and also some college basketball. So it was great to be able to get him aboard. A little bit of programming note. If you're listening to me live, coming up next is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. And if you're listening to a replay, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, follow the money with Mitch, with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. They're going to be up and they're going to be talking about all that we saw from a rambunctious Tuesday in the sports world. Taking a look forward as to what we're going to be getting in a tremendous week of football galore. So you've got a lot going on here and it's going to be absolutely tremendous. And what else is tremendous is taking a look at the great game of college basketball. I have a feeling that now we are going to be able to get online with these DK Nation picks and that variance is going to stop, well, really nipping us in the tokus as we go to the big game of the night, in my opinion, in college basketball. 719-720 on the board. It is Indiana. They're playing us in North Carolina. And I was previewing this about 90 or so minutes ago. And at the time, North Carolina was fighting themselves as a six and a half point underdog in a lot of spots. We were fighting a few sixes as well. Now this has moved. We're seeing anywhere between five and five and a half in terms of this line. And the total on this game is anywhere between 144 and a half and 145 and a half. Even with the line move, I still do like this North Carolina team catching the points. It is still my DK Nation pick because, well, for one, I really don't have enough time to be able to write up another one of these because I do have a lot of games to break down for the Thursday slate. And for two, I did make Indiana more around a three and a half to a four point favorite. So I still do think that there is some value here. I would say don't let this move any further. And if you tuned in a little bit earlier, you were able to get some nice value there. So that is a little bit of added value when it comes to being able to listen to this show. But with that said, with North Carolina, I do think that they're going to be able to get online. We were asking Justin Perry about this a little bit earlier in terms of their three-point shooting variance. With North Carolina, they last season in that run to the NCAA tournament and into the title game, I think it's very fair to say that they had some good luck go their way. And that happens with every team that makes a run to the NCAA championship. It's very, very rare that you say, wow, that team won the title and they got completely screwed over on every single one of these. And well, that is probably not the case. Typically, you're getting some good luck. You're getting some good fortune. And that was the case for North Carolina. They're currently shooting 30.8% from three-point range. Last year, they were right around 65th in the country in terms of three-point shooting percent. It's probably somewhere in the middle with North Carolina. And I do think that you're going to see guys like an R.J. Davis, someone like a Caleb Bluff be able to pick it up a little bit there. So that is something important to take note of. And something else I just take a look at is Indiana. They're currently number two in the country in terms of field goal shooting percentage. And a big reason why is it necessarily that they've been getting unlucky. 
It's C competition that they're playing. Indiana has played against really one team of note. They played Xavier. That was a very hard-fought game, and Xavier was leading with a few minutes remaining. That was a very good win for Indiana in crunch time. That was one where I believe that Indiana did not cover the spread, but they were able to win outright. And with this Indiana team, you've got to love the way that their guards have been able to do a good job of just not turning the ball over. We've seen Xavier Johnson get loose with the ball, both in his time at Indiana, along with his time at Pittsburgh. Now he's been able to look a lot more solid for this Indiana team. He's been able to give out a few assists. He's been able to bury some threes. You've got, obviously, Trace Jackson Davis down low. We all know what he's capable of, 18 points, 8 rebounds per game. And you've also got able to help him out Malik Renu, who he comes in as a true freshman. He's been able to give this team 10.5 points, 4.5 rebounds per game. But on top of that, Miller Kopp has been able to come alive with right around 8.5 points per game along Tamar Bates. You've got Kopp, who's been able to shoot 40 or 52% from three-point range. That is certainly going to be going downward just a little bit. In the end, I do think they're going to see a little bit of regression from their 38.5% three-point shooting thus far this season, but certainly an efficient offense. But I do think Armando Baycott, someone who is a preseason All-American, give this team 18.5 points, 11.5 rebounds per game. He certainly is going to be rock solid for this UNC team. I do think that the backcourt is going to be able to help out as well with regards to this game. Once again, We've seen a little bit of a line move here. I still do like the points with North Carolina, even at five to five and a half, which is what we're seeing in the market earlier on the show. It was more around six to six and a half points. So unfortunately the line has moved, but I still do see some value and it is still my write-up taking North Carolina with the points. And if you're looking for something a little bit different because the line move puts you off, I set my total more around a 151 and a half. We really have not seen this line move in regards to the subtle. So I do like this little over. I do think that Indiana better on offense than we've really seen in past years. I do think that they're doing a rock solid job on that front. So I'm going to take a look at the over and my DK nation write up is going to be involving North Carolina. Let's take a look at, well, a few very interesting games that we're going to be getting on this college basketball Wednesday, because we are locked. We are loaded. We've got the big 10 versus ACC challenge. We got the big East versus the Big 12 Challenge. We've really been diving in on a lot of those games. How about if we go back to the Big 12 versus Big East Challenge? This is 647-648. Kansas State on the road against Butler. One of the earlier games that you're going to be finding and with Butler, they actually opened up the one-point underdog. We now find them anywhere between a 1.5 to a 2.5 point favorite. And your total on this game, it is 136-136.5. Very interesting spot. Both of these teams have cranked up their tempo a little bit because we got a pair of coaching regime changes. Thad Mata, he is now in the fold for Butler. And then when it comes to Kansas State, it's Jerome Tang who takes over after he did a very solid job helping out that Baylor staff for many, many years. And I do think that both of these teams are going to be able to just play very aggressively. But at the same time, I do think that defense wins out. I do like this total under at 135.5, but I set Kansas State as a 1.5 point favorite. The best low post player in this game, that is going to be belonging to Butler. They bring in Manny Bates, who you may recall when I was at NC State during his freshman year. He led the country in terms of blocks on a permanent basis. He is a terrific guy down low. He's able to give the team seven and a half rebounds per game. Offense is rather limited, but that is why you've got guys like a Chuck Harris and an Eric Hunter, who are both giving you a double-figure amount of points. You've had Hunter be able to shoot over 40% from three, but these guys don't compare to what you're getting in the backcourt out of Marquise Noel, who is right now one of the most underrated players in all of college basketball. For Kansas State, he's got an assist to turnover ratio north of three, 7.8 assists, 15.5 points per game, shooting 37% from three-point range. He has been absolutely incredible. And then 
Keontae Johnson. Prior to him collapsing in that Florida versus Florida State game a few seasons ago, he was a preseason SEC player of the year. By playing, I think it's like eight or nine games, he waives an insurance policy. He's going to be willing to do that because he's going to be making some money at the next level. This guy is able to average 17 points, six boards, two assists as a six-foot, six-combo player has shot 50% from three-point range this season, and they've done a good job mixing and matching in terms of their transfers. Guys like Cameron Carter was able to give you seven and a half points per game. Desi Sills, nine points, three boards. Sakai Green, a little bit of an up transfer as he was at Stony Brook, but still has been solid. Given this team right around five points, he's burying 40% of his threes. These guys are all very versatile. Meanwhile, Simeus Lucatius has been able to do a nice job with his Butler team as well as he's been able to can about 40% of his threes. He's someone that's six foot six. He's got good versatility as well. I do take a look at this spot though in Kansas State. They've been already a little bit battle-tested. That the win that they were able to pull off coming from behind at LSU left a good impression on me. They win in overtime against a very tough Nevada team as well. Meanwhile, Butler, they haven't quite done it yet. I like Thad Mata as coach, but I really think that Jerome Tang is an up-and-comer. He's got a special squad, so I'm willing to take Kansas State as a money-line underdog. Somebody told 135 and a half, so also diving under. And then this is one of those teams that... We had our good friend Justin Perry caution against a little bit. 663, 664. Drake is on the road facing off against Indiana State. And this is a conference game, by the way. Conference play is starting up for a few of these schools. We're going to be finding that in the Pac-12, and we're seeing it out in the Missouri Valley Conference. And with Drake, they're currently a 2-2.5 two two point favorite. Totals anywhere between 147 and 147.5. I do think that there is going to be a little bit of regression coming for Drake. I don't think that it comes in this game. I set them as a four and a half point favorite. Tucker DeVries be able to give the team 21 points per game. And with now being able to play a little bit more off the ball because Roman Penn was dealing with a little bit of an ailment last season. He looks to be a little bit more fresh and healthy this year. That certainly does help out Tucker DeVries, all that he's able to provide. And Sadar Calhoun, he comes in after he spent some time with Florida State and also Texas Tech at the high major level. He's given the team nine and a half points per game. He's varying nearly 40% of his threes. He's going to be able to do a solid job against an Indiana State team that they really don't have ideal size. So I do think that you've got value here with Drake being able to win the battle on the glass with someone like a Darnell Brody giving you seven rebounds per game. So set Drake is a four and a half point favorite. Made my total 146 and a half as well. So this is a circumstance where at 147, I'm going to be diving under. And something that we're diving in on is the pro tip, vcin.com slash subscribe for all of these. Going to notice a lot of rivalry matchups these next few weeks that are played in pair of teams that are in the same state, in the same city. Give a little bit more credence to the underdog because we're going to find a lot of 50-50 crowds in a lot of those games to mitigate sort of what the favorite is able to get in terms of that juice. And a pair of guys that always bring juice, Mitch Boss and Paul Howard on Follow the Money here on VSIN at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.